Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. A little bonus Burns and Gambo today as we get you set for the Coyotes and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Looking forward to that uh, game. And joining us from down at the Mullet Arena, our uh, co-host of the Luke and Wolf Show, Luke Lipinski. Luke, how are you, my friend? Doing good, Gambo. How you doing, man? Good. This should be a good game tonight. The uh, I'm always looking forward to Coyotes Lightning games, but I wanted to I wanted to chat with you just as we get close to this deadline, knowing that Jacob Chikrin is out, that he's going to remain out of the lineup until he gets traded. Fascinating. We knew this day was going to come. We knew eventually that they were going to trade him, but it, you know this was this was when they when they. Got him in the draft when they signed him to that contract. There was so much hope that he would be a big part of the Coyotes' future. But it just, you know, he just wants to go somewhere where he has a chance to contend. And the Coyotes are going to be in a rebuilding process for the next few years. Yeah, you know, it's a tough spot because when you are in the position they are, you understand teams are going to come calling for some of your players. And a lot of times you'll deal those guys away, right, if they're an unrestricted free agent or they're not part of your future. Obviously, Chikrin, with that contract and what he can do, could certainly be part of a rebuild. But like you said, it, it, you know, it sounds like both sides have sort of agreed to the fact that they're going to move him. So you're in this weird spot now where he was playing really good hockey, and yet you understand why the Coyotes, why Bill Armstrong would be like, we're going to trade you. They're probably going to trade him for something big. I mean, they're asking for first-round picks and prospect or prospects, so you don't, you just can't risk him getting hurt. But it is, it's a weird spot to be in because they've picked up points in seven of their last eight games. And he's arguably their best player, and he's just sitting out. You know, I go back to the to, to that that trade, and um, you know, one of the one of the best moves that Chica made. And he didn't make many good moves, but man, when the Red Wings wanted to get rid of Pavel Datsoik's contract, he wasn't going to play. But there was seven or eight million dollars tied to that contract, and the Coyotes had all that cap space, and they had to get to the floor. They're like, all right, we'll we'll take Pavel Datsoik's cap money onto our onto our cap. And then we'll just swap picks. So the Coyotes were able to move up and, and get to the 16th pick in the draft instead of the 20th. And that put them in a position to get Jacob Chikrin. So without that trade, it's possible that he doesn't even end up with the Coyotes. So in some ways, you got to thank, thank Pavel Datsoik for, for why Chikrin ended up here. You know, you're, you're spot on. Some of the best trades they've made over the last couple of years have been them just taking on somebody else's contract and then they move up and I mean that pick right there it's ironic because Jacob Chickren's exactly what Detroit needs and you know he's exactly what a lot of playoff teams need so it's it's a very valuable asset to have but it even goes back to Bill Armstrong a couple years ago making that trade to Philadelphia where he got Shane Gossespierre and literally didn't give up anything he just took on some salary so if you if you were smart about it you can do that that's that's really helped the Coyotes out but Chickren's been one of their best picks Man, maybe ever, really, but certainly in like the last 10 years. So it's, it's going to be tough, I'm sure, for them to move him, but it's also the guy you're going to get the most back for. And if they're really committed to this rebuild, on some level, it makes some sense. How much, uh, he, how much do you think it's helped that he's played so well since, he's, since he came back before they sat him out no. for good? Yeah, no, I mean, that's huge because nobody, has, nobody questions what he can do around the league. The only knock on him has been the injury. And so for him to be hurt again, you know, teams are still going to want him, but are teams willing to give Bill Armstrong what he wants for him? Because, you know, ultimately, if you're Bill Armstrong, you don't have to trade him in theory, but, you know, knowing that, that he kind of wants to move on to a contender and they've kind of come to peace with that, 
you do, but you don't have to to the point where you give them away for nothing. And so for him to come back and play and be putting up points the way he was putting up points and making everybody around him better, I mean, that just his stock is about as high as it can get right now. Well, listen, you hit on something I think is very important here. And there's a lot of teams that have interest in Jacob Chikrin. I mean, we know L.A. does. We believe the Bruins do, but I don't think they have what it takes to get them. The Oilers, the Leafs, the Sabres. There's a lot of interest in Chikrin around the league. I asked Bill Armstrong how many teams have called about him. Every team in the league is called to called about Chikrin, like every team in the league. But if Bill doesn't get what he wants, he can always trade him at the draft. So if he doesn't get what he's looking for, and we, we believe the asking price is two first-round picks and a prospect, if he doesn't get that from somebody, he doesn't have to trade him. He can wait until the draft and trade him. No, it's, it's, it's a great point, and it's, it's a good bit of leverage because Chikrin has played and played well, and he's been a pro about it, and he's got a lot of friends on this team. It's not like he hates it here. It's just you can see that it's going to take a couple years here to get back to where they want to get to unless they get Connor Bedard. So you understand why Jacob Chikrin's ready to move on to a place, but you know if, if it came down to it where teams just weren't making good offers, I'm sure they could go to Chikrin and be like, look, you know, we're going to work with you. We'll move you in the summer, but we're not just going to move you for nothing. I think the point that, uh, that you made, though, that they have enough pieces that there's going to be a little bit of a bidding war, that alone should be able to get it done. And they still have two weeks here to get it done, too. They yeah. don't have to rush it. And listen, I think a lot of people are you know, thinking about the other things. Like That's not the only move they're going to make. Shane Gostisbear, who has been injured, but you know, he's a guy that's, and I think, is he back tonight? He, they are juggling their lineup right now if it's going to be Gosses there or Liam O'Brien or okay. both. So we're going All to right. find out in like 15 minutes. All right. And I think that what they wanted to do is get Gosses Bear back, you know, as soon as possible. He's a guy because of his ability on the power play to really help somebody. I could see Armstrong trading Gosses Bear as well because I think that's a guy that teams will look at and say, okay, I don't have to give up a tremendous amount to get him, but you could get something for him. He's a good player that can help somebody. Yeah, he's sort of the more traditional guy you would trade in this situation because he does produce offense in the blue line. A lot of teams don't have that, or they at least need it in the playoffs. As, as much as I like Gossip Bear, though, you're not you're not necessarily building around him, right? So if you don't you don't have to you don't have to take a huge step back if you move him. So yeah, I, I mean Edmonton has has called about him too, I'm sure, and they, they were looking at Nick Bukestead too. I mean Edmonton's always looking for pieces because. They can't seem to win a playoff series even with Connor McDavid. So you get a desperate team like that, and you'll get a good return. Yeah, no question. I think you could probably even get a second-round pick for maybe a first, but probably a second. The other guy I'm looking at being traded as well is Nick Bukestad. Uh, I, I think he could go. When you talk about third-line centers, that teams are looking for somebody to be a third-line center with some size, Nick's a guy that I think teams could look at and say, okay, with his experience, his size, a third-line center for sure, a good team may want to trade for him yeah he's got a good reputation around the league too i mean like you just said you you put him on a on a championship contender and he slides down to third line center like i think tonight he's going to start as the first line center here but i mean if you put him on a team that's fighting for the stanley cup he's an excellent third liner he's a really good teammate he makes the guys around him better that's the sort of guy that you know when you win the stanley cup teams typically look back and they're like, yeah, we made this trade that's kind of under the radar at the deadline, but then you see the guy winning face-offs in, the, in Game 7 of a series and contributing some offense, too. Like, uh, Absolutely, they're going to get calls on him if and, they haven't already. And I think, surprisingly, he's been pretty good for them this year for the Coyotes. He, he has. He's been better for them than he was in his last couple stops. Like, sure. he was, he Minnesota, was a, you know, a Pittsburgh, pick. yep. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's been much better for the Coyotes than he was in either of those places, so his value is higher than probably they expected at the start of the year. Yeah, no, he's playing his best hockey since he was in Florida. And after Florida, he went to Pittsburgh, he was in Minnesota. You know, wasn't that good with Minnesota, but, you know, 13 goals, 10 assists in 54 games. He's playing some of his best hockey. So those are the guys I would think. Anybody else you think could be on the market for them to trade or just those three? Those would be the main three. I mean, you know, you hear rumblings about uh, Carol Vamelka. I, I would, I would no assume way. and kind of hope that they don't trade him. I, I've told you this before, but you talk, to, you interview these guys during the game or after the game, and they all, to a man, will, will whether you bring up Vamelka or not, they bring up how how big he is in that locker room and to this team having a chance. So, you know, this team, even though the record's not great, as as players, they still believe they can win most nights, and it's because of Vamelka. So, I, I would assume he doesn't get moved. I'm sure they'll get calls about him. There may be another bet or two move, but for the most part, Armstrong's kind of put in some of the, the younger pieces now that, that they're going to start to build around, so he's not going to move those guys. No, listen, they are, and they're playing. I mean, you know, the, the win against Vegas, the win against the, the 5 not the win against the Blues, that they had a great win against Minnesota last Monday, and then the Nashville win. Like, you know, they're playing a much better brand of hockey right now. They give themselves the chance to win. Even their losses, right? They lost to Chicago in overtime, St. Louis in overtime, Anaheim. And, even their losses, they're, they're, they're in these games yeah they are and, and a lot of that's you know the, that's a testament to their coach and Andre Turney but yeah four one and three in their last eight games they played some really good teams this is a harder time of year when these teams they're playing are desperate for the points and it's you know it's guys like Clayton Keller and Barrett Hayton and Lawson Kraus that are, are producing and those are the guys that you're building around so yeah you're not going to move those guys so if, if you're if you're rebuilding you at least want to see your younger players that you're that are going to be your core you want to see them be the guys that are producing and they really have been all right Luke always appreciate it we'll be listening to you tomorrow uh, from 10 to 2 on the Luke and Wolf show enjoy the Coyotes and the Lightning tonight from the Mullet Arena sounds good thanks Gambo